This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. And welcome to another week of the Taxi Stand Hour, the mothership, or the flagship, I think, as Ed called it. Mothership. Uh, was the was the mothership okay? Good. Mothership, yes. Got that right. Oh, good morning. It is Saturday, March twenty eighth of two. Oh, excuse me, of twenty twenty. Uh, welcome aboard here to what will hope to be another exciting edition of the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower over there in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens, and a a bright, cheery good morning. I hope we're all doing well today. We hope that uh, you're fine, your loved ones are fine. We've we've all had a tough couple of weeks here. Hopefully you joined us during the week. We'll talk more about that as we move on here. Mr. Shannon, how are you today? I'm fine. So far, so far, so good. Can't uh, I can't really complain. Had a busy week out on the uh, out on the uh, streets as we we're doing a lot of the medical transportation. There's literally nothing as far as. Uh, uh, private transportation. I haven't been to the airport in two weeks, as a matter of fact. If that'll tell you anything, but uh, no, it's it's it hasn't been bad. Um, you know, got that gallon, uh, got that gallon jug of Lysol, and actually, I uh, got a mask from a passenger, an unused mask. Yes, it was uh, that I used for a while until it ripped on me. So. <laughs> Yes, you just can't win for losing sometimes. How about you there, sir? Uh, uneventful week. We're uh, we're feeling bad for the folks that are just nearby us here uh, at Elmhurst Hospital. That is, uh, if you've heard about that in the news, that's uh, I'm right around the corner from that. I'm, I'm about a mile away. So I, I mean, it's been a rough week. But before we get going, let's let's do our. Uh, <coughs> Our, our stock market report, Uber closed the week at $27.28, up 6 bucks from almost 6 bucks from last week. And Lyft closed the week at $27.60, again, up a little over $6 from last week. So, as John said uh, during the pre-show, uh, 
it's just they're just riding the wave right now. They're just riding the wave, and uh, kind of like driftwood. Basically, basically, that's uh, <laughs> that. That's how we're looking at it here. So, uh, we uh, so we were on all week uh, at night, Monday through Thursday, nine p.m. Eastern time. We're gonna we're just, we're gonna keep doing that uh, while this thing goes on, but I. I made a con- we made a concerted effort not to talk about the news. I mean, somebody calls, we want then we t- we talk about whatever. Uh, but we're all saving it all up for today now, weren't we, John? Oh yes, we were. And rumor has it, rumor has it. Now, I don't like listening to rumors too much, but uh, it, I heard that we might uh, go into a little bit of overtime. We well, got so much this week. Well, that that's going to depend. That's going to depend. We're going to, we're going to see what happens, and uh, we'll take the show right now. Where where it's a two hour show, and let's. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Will you make up my mind? Will you make up my mind, please? I, I am doing my level best. Uh, yeah. Well, we're we're gonna look. We're gonna talk about a lot of this stuff. We're gonna talk about a lot of this stuff, but. To start the day, as we've been doing all week at night, we're going to start with Professor Graham Medley, who still has the most, the best suggestions for everybody. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Hmm. And, and I'm sorry, it's still, I don't, well, I'm not sorry. That's the best piece of advice I have heard out there. It's, it's perfectly logical, that's for sure. Without question. Now we see the numbers are starting to go up in other places. Uh, over in England, Boris Johnson, the prime minister, has tested positive. Prince Charles has tested positive. These are people that are out there dealing with large groups of people every day. So... You know, we'll get into our <clears throat> leader here momentarily and everything that's going on with that. We'll, we'll touch base. We've got some audio that we played during the week, earlier in the week. We'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll revisit some of that for those of you folks that weren't with us during the week. And we'll talk. We got two hours. We're going to talk about everything we need to talk about. And of course, you're more than welcome to join us. 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. At Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter. And of course, if you're calling from a payphone, call collect. You might even answer it. That's right. <laughs> uh, hashtag Big Time Professional Radio here. John, I need you to reconnect. John's having a little sound issue there, but we're gonna, we're gonna move on here. Earlier in the week, uh, earlier in the week, the, but long before the bill, the stimulus bill was was uh, was passed, and John is back with her, back with us. And that uh, is that any better? That is much better, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. So we're we're going back to last Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not a cough. I swallowed my tic tac. Uh, 
so we've got audio <laughs> that goes back to when we came off the air on last Saturday. And some of it's going to seem like very old news because, good Lord, it's been a week. It seems like forever. Uh, time is moving in ways that... Uh, so I, I want to start with two that... Uh, I want to talk. start with Trump talking about the systems he inherited. We inherited, we, meaning this administration, an obsolete broken system that wasn't meant for anything like this. Now we have a system that you can see, because look, we're well into this and nobody's even talking about it, are, except for you, which doesn't Ameri surprise there me. There are Americans, though, which who say that they have me. symptoms and they can't get yeah, them. Well, okay. What do you, what do you yeah, say to the I'm Americans not, who are I'm not hearing it, but we don't want everybody to go out and get a test, because there's no reason for it. Bearing in mind, this is the same man who said at one point, everybody can go out and get a test whenever they want. As far as he inherited a broken system, he was the one that, that dismantled the, the pandemic department. He got, uh, he knew about it, uh, what is, was it January they're saying? Possibly as early as December. And there was, there were plans laid out just for this, precisely for this kind of thing. And they've just chosen to not be a part of it. So, you know, we're going to we're gonna do some ragging on Trump today. There's no question about it. Because John's going to disagree me, with me a little bit here. Because he's, well, maybe not. John actually gave, gave Trump a little bit of a compliment the other day. You, you, what did you say? He was seeming... Is when did I give Trump a compliment? You said he was handling it better or well or well. What I I think I remember what I said. I said his administration was handling things about as good as can be expected from any president under or any administration under circumstances. You got to remember that you know while as a nation we were blindsided. Obviously, he had a lot of this information or his administration had a lot of this information long before the general public did. But uh, having said having said that, you know, he still pretty much got blindsided by this too. Again, I refer to the administration. He doesn't, the people he has around him, other than their chronic ass kissers, uh, have done a reasonably good job. And I would argue that, again, under the circumstances, uh, I think that uh, it's been done it's been handled as good as can been could have been expected so now what we didn't need is when we go into these daily briefings or whatever they are many trump rally they, well that's exactly it they've become many trump rallies you know where he's injecting a bunch of um uh opinion here uh, a bunch of, you know, off to the side, sidebars, if you will. And he's, uh, and of course, he's on his regular shtick, picking up the media. And to be quite honest with you, if I were the media, I would shift my press conference away from uh, the, wherever the hell they're having the, uh, wherever they're having their little get together there. I just one day just go over to the CDC. Let's just go get our information from them and just leave uh, Trump, you know, sitting there scratching his ass. Because as a country, we don't we don't need the vitriol. We don't need all the extra 
crap that goes alongside of it, you know. And that's what makes that's what makes these uh, information sessions or press conferences or whatnot unbearable. You know, totally. You know, it's it's not uh, it's not even watchable because for one thing, it, it's barely you barely can listen to it. A lot of times, I've been out on the road when they've been uh, doing these uh, doing these things, but uh, I was home couple times this week and actually what was watching it and it's just painful to watch this man is uh during these little get-togethers if you will <sighs> i don't know tapping out <laughs> <laughs> check your phone by the way uh yeah it, it's somebody made a suggestion the other day that instead of uh instead of the, the networks and all that sending their their uh their political reporters to these briefings perhaps they should send their medical reporters and start asking questions medical questions and that would drive trump away because he can't answer them maybe we can get some straight up honest answers which is you know look one of the big things we're all looking for these days is is information and real information not made up like john said we're not the first ones to say this these briefings have turned into his substituting for his rallies and you're right he stands up there for 40 45 minutes goes on and on and on has very little to do in reality with what's going on uh and going back to another piece of audio we have from last week you know there was the whole uh chinese virus thing i know that again it seems like forever ago it seems like that was years ago but it's it's a week and here was miss lindsey graham on that the president continues to call this the Chinese virus. It, it came that, from China. I mean, the, you think it's okay for him to say yeah, that? I do, because China is accusing American soldiers of causing this problem. So, yes, we're going to fight back. I'm not blaming Chinese government. It did come from China. They have openly suggested it was American soldiers who created this problem. This problem came out of China, and I do believe the Chinese government suppressed information that would have helped the world. And on that logic, Miss Lindsay, you came from your mother. That makes you a pussy. Okay. So, by the way, mm-hmm. he, he, uh, Miss Lindsay filed his paperwork yesterday to, uh, to run again for his Senate seat. I, I implore everybody, I implore everybody to back Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. Uh, we need, we need to get Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. They're at the top of the heap. We need to get them out. Uh, I got another piece of audio on Lindsay talking to, talking about the money that's. <sighs> oh yeah. I, I just I, I I'm. <sighs> it, it's difficult at times. It, it's really difficult at times, uh, and I'm realizing now some of the stuff I played last week, but. Uh, well, that's okay. That's okay. That was one of them. So I got another story here and uh, on two of my favorite topics, religion and people who just make stuff up. There was a Christian pastor who thought the COVID-19 was just mass hysteria. And he was one of the first people from Virginia to die from the virus. Landon Spradlin uh, had previously shared opinions that the pandemic was the result of mass hysteria from the media. 
on March 17th, Spradlin was returning home from a traveling ministry in New Orleans and wasn't feeling well. He had both bronchitis and a small case of pneumonia and had already tested negative for the coronavirus while in New Orleans. Uh, the, he got worse. His breathing wasn't right. He got transported to a hospital in North Carolina because they were traveling. Doctors placed him on a ventilator and diagnosed him with double pneumonia, meaning both lungs were infected. He tested positive for COVID-19 in the hospital and died on Wednesday, March 26th. So he had had it. He tested positive for it again. Uh, but again, the, the, the key I'm getting at here is that he's talking about how it's, it, it's the media's fault for spreading it. And, uh, uh, he was quoting a, another minister who was saying, oh, the flu, the virus, it, it'll, do, it'll come and it will go as if it's no big thing. And it's just, I don't want to see people die no matter what their particular persuasions or or whatever the case may be. Pol but, uh, political ideology like, or whatever. Right. But we have to stop putting out this bad information. I mean, people are, uh, you know, the, and the next story leads right into it. I'm sure everybody has heard about the, the couple that injected uh, chloroquine phosphate that was meant to clean aquariums. Uh, in Arizona, they both took it. He died. She's in critical condition. Uh, she says, we saw Trump on TV, every channel and all of his buddies and that said that this was safe. Trump kept saying it was basically pretty much a cure. Now, uh, I, even I can't point to Trump on this specifically because this stuff is packaged and sold as the things they took were packaged and sold as aquarium cleaners. Now, I so think in other words, there were other chemicals involved other than well, they were idiots. Let's put it this way: they were well, idiots. They, yeah, they were idiots. That's but, the, that's the simple uh, answer. <laughs> but also, it, it points back to Trump and his sycophants up there talking about different drugs meanwhile the medical people aren't fauci is trump was talking about that one day during the week and you could see fauci looking for the emergency exit how do i get out of here he wants he wants no part of this now again i wish this woman well i'm sorry she lost her husband i hope she makes a full recovery but please 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 people if your doctor doesn't prescribe it or or somebody with an MD at the back of their name doesn't give it the okay, then please, 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 you know, the one person you shouldn't be listening to is the, is the president right now and his sycophants. All right. These people are, I don't know what, what it is they're thinking. I honestly don't. And I've got a piece of piece of audio here. This is from, uh, Monday, Monday on Fox and Friends. 
Speaking of playing doctor, let's give a listen to the Three Stooges. Need to get these drugs quickly, Brian. The malaria drug is, is not easy to find. Other countries do have it. Israel has a lot of it. I know China has a lot of it. So hopefully these countries will help us out in our time of need. And those drugs do have to be taken together. We'll get more into that with Dr. Oz. But it is amazing. They looked at the map and they said, where, where are we not seeing as many cases? And then they looked at the countries where many of the people take these malaria drugs. And they said, wow, that's interesting. Why aren't they getting it and they they pinpoint it to this drug and to the Z pack and together they're supposed to make a remarkable difference in folks that are having these symptoms. So it's great great news and so we'll we'll dive into but that. I with don't Dr. think Ross. you take it, but I'm not sure you take it preventatively. I think you take it if you test positive. I'm not sure that we use it as a vaccine right now. The earlier you take it, they say, the better. But you're not supposed to take it until you first see those symptoms. But you need to take it before you get on a respirator. Right. right we'll and Dr. Oz is going to be joining us in a little bit to explain exactly how it's all going to work. So now that's exactly what I'm talking about. You have three non-medical people. Two, actually. Well, the other nitwit. They're going they're talking about things they have no business talking about. OK, it's rumors and innuendo. Uh, you, you didn't hear one fact in there, not one. That would back any of this up. Will it work? Who knows? It would be great if it does. But these people certainly don't know. And don't you think if that was a known cure right now, they wouldn't be shouting it from the rooftops? So. Oh, absolutely. You'd be trucked out uh, en masse. Got to be a little careful with this, for Christ's sake. Well, again, we need to listen to the people that know what they're talking about. Okay if I want to know about everything Obama did wrong, I'll tune into Fox. If I want to hear that the COVID-19 virus is a direct result, actually the cure can be found in Hillary's emails, then by all means, you know, Fox is where I'm tuning to. Uh, Other than that, it's... Oh, I've got so much in me right now. <laughs> I've got so, breath. so much in me. Now, what? here's somebody who the other day is there. By the way, if you weren't aware, they passed that big stimulus bill, which is good. People, you know, it'll take a couple of weeks, but they're, they're going to get, hopefully everybody will get a little, a little something to get them through. Look, in this case, I don't even care about the gig the gig workers the the companies that's a whole nother thing we're going to talk about them but even these people that bought a pig and a poke you know the drivers and by the way and i'm going to get into that in a little deeper uh both uber and lyft are promising their drivers well we'll help you out we'll give you two weeks of pay if uh if you get sick etc etc no, they're not given any details and no i think maybe one or two people have actually gotten paid uh because people haven't figured it out yet uber and lyft lie they're going to tell you yeah. one they're going to tell you one thing they're going to flat out lie to your face they've been doing it since their inception so with this stimulus package it's two trillion dollars uh i i don't know all the details yet uh, i think one of the most amazing parts of it is that what had to be included and apparently the democrats would not back down from this 
No member of Congress or the federal government, specifically Trump and his family, can get any money out of this. At what other time in our history would we have to say, oh no, our sitting president, we have to say he can't benefit from it because no other president would have even considered it. Not to, not to say that Trump's not going not gonna to find a couple of shekels out of this. I mean, his sucky boy uh, Mnuchin is, is handling this. Who, by the way, he actually, for once I wasn't completely repulsed by him as he was, the, he was up at the podium the other day. He actually was making some sense and, uh, okay, I, I'm still afraid he's going to come to me in the night and suck the blood out of me, him and Stephen Miller, but I, I'm done for the moment. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you warned me about that. I was I was hanging on every word, and then you just kind of left me on the cliff there. I gotta, As you say, folks, that's what he does. That's what he does to me, man. I uh, the engine sputters a little bit, and, you know, we've got to pause. I know, and, I know. Why don't you borrow the one out of the Wayback Machine? Yeah, I'd rather not. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anyways, I got a couple of thoughts on this. And... Before you uh, get your undies in a bundle here, I I do believe that coronavirus is a dangerous situation. Who for the catch it? It's potentially dead. We obviously know it's potentially deadly, but we have to we have to look at something with just a wee bit of a perspective here. And this is after seeing what's going on. Now, I understand wholeheartedly my brother from a different mother's perspective on COVID-19. For Christ's sake, he's within blocks. Literally within a stone throne store, uh, excuse me, stones throw of his back door. It is approximately, John's referring to Elmhurst Hospital, and it is uh, is a mile from here. On top of that, it's where I have appointments there on a monthly basis, and I spent some time there last summer. Uh, they have, by the way, it's six, they have six refrigerated trailers there right now that act Act as a makeshift morgue, but I, I apologize. Go ahead, John. No, it and so it's very easy to understand where he's coming from when he, he speaks with as much passion about this, so much passion about it that he's pretty much. I don't want to, the hysteria is the wrong word, but he's 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 not his normal logical self. I think in in some of this, he's, there's a lot of emotion there, and I don't blame him. I had the same thing in my backyard I'd be just as emotional so I don't want to say anything is wrong with the way that people are feeling and reacting to this he's also in a situation there in New York City one of the most populous regions not only obviously the most populous region in the country but one of the most populous regions in the entire world would stand to logic. Where did this start? Where did this blow up in? China. China. The most populous uh, country in the entire world. 
No, that's India, you know? I believe. But no, you're you're on the right track. Um, other areas. I mean, I was, I was, I was looking, I was looking at this uh, map where it's look where all the hot zones are. And these hot zones are in some of the most populous regions in the world. And so the situation, when they're talking about a nationwide shutdown, that's what some people are calling for. But what's going on in New York City isn't in the same isn't the same that's going on in St. Paul, Minnesota, which isn't in this, the same thing that's going on in Boise, Idaho. So we have to be careful in bunching everything into one big giant sloppy package here. And no, for for you people that are out there, oh, this is just something to sink Trump. This is something to sink Trump. Lip, listen, I, and I, I I mean this totally. Uh, I don't mean this literally, obviously. But Trump is digging his own grave when it comes to the election. I'm sorry. There are plenty of people that voted for Trump, 2016, that wouldn't get within two counties of him these days. They, they're just, they have, he, he has to- totally turned off some of these people. Of course, there's going to be this corner of the, of the electorate going to say, yeah, Donald Trump is, is the best thing since sliced bread. And fortunately, that number is shrinking by the day. That's shrinking as much as coronavirus is growing. Um, all I'm saying is, is that can't from coast to coast, border to border, we can't go this whole massive shutdown. There are region, there are regions, um, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City, maybe Philadelphia, the, the East Coast, and anywhere along the East Coast. Uh, Philadelphia, New York City, obviously, D.C., maybe to a lesser degree. Uh, down in uh, down in Louisiana, the reason that Louisiana and New, the New Orleans region is so bad, quite frankly, is is while it's it's a average sized state, a lot of that state is swampland. So you got the pop the general population of that state is uh, centered, you know, in a pretty small region. And what I'm saying is, is I think that the key to this, the key to solving this problem is going to be to carry on as much as you possibly can in life with your daily life or whatnot. Just don't get so freaking close to each other. New York City, they can't help that. Los Angeles, they can't help that. They're going to have to find some other answers. But for people that are in the nation's heartland, you know, just do a wingspan. As I as I as seeing me doing here, but obviously you can't. Just do a wingspan. Keep people at a distance. You know, we're not going to be able to, for quite a while now, we're not going to be able to walk up and hug everybody. 
you know, maybe we get back, get our sports back, but limit the, uh, limit the number of, of, uh, five, uh, games, maybe limit them to half or maybe even less than half of a stadium capacity. I'll pretend it's the, uh, oh, what team is really sucking hard right now? The Baltimore Orioles. Pretend you're the Baltimore Orioles and only have 5,000 people in the stands. Yeah, but where are they going to find the extra 3,000? Well, <laughs> there there you go. I, you're right there. I forgot. I did say limit, didn't I? <laughs> if I may, John, uh, I just want to touch on a couple things. Uh, what you uh, you mentioned there. First off, the fact that you live in a in a huge city or a small town has absolutely nothing to do with this. Why why is New Orleans now and Louisiana the next hot spot? Because they had Mardi Gras. No, oh, I forgot about Mardi Gras. You're right there. There was a story last night that I, I meant to dig up to have the details that I saw a small hospital Southwest Georgia, 40 miles from the nearest interstate. You know, it's not a people from New York aren't pouring into this place. Well, they become overrun with COVID 19. This is out of the way nowhere. Okay. Remember, this spreads faster than the flu. So when you get your, when you get up on your high horse about how the flu kills more people, this thing is deadlier because it moves faster for every one person that gets it up to four they'll they'll give it to four other people your average flu i believe it's 1.2 people on average obviously finding 0.2 of a person is that's another story for another time and usually you got to pay extra for that but so where you live doesn't matter who you talk to doesn't matter uh, you don't need, I don't need to be around 5 million people, 10 million people to get it. I only need to be around one person. Now, in my situation here, I'm, I'm holed up in my apartment. I go out a couple of times a week to the supermarket. Uh, I wear my gloves when I go out. I've gotten to the point now I won't even... Once the only thing I'll touch with bare hands anymore is, is the inside of my apartment door. Once I get outside, bang, all bets are off. Because we do have workmen coming. We've had a couple of work people coming through here. They're doing some work, work on the building. I can't trust anything because I don't want this. Okay, I don't want this. I can't speak for anybody else, but I don't want it, and I don't need. And I'm, I'm living right in the middle of it. As Trump said last night, speaking of Elmhurst Hospital, oh, it's the epicenter of the epicenter. Well, I'm just off the epicenter. And, you know, uh, uh, that's I don't need any pity from that. I'm perfectly safe where I am. Perfectly safe. Well, where you are, where you are, Ed, you should actually be considering uh, getting a delivery if it's uh, gro- uh, grocery delivery or whatnot or food delivery. Because, uh, you know, you are, you're, you are close to the epicenter. Well, I, I'm okay with no. going with grow, uh, the, the, the supermarket I go to. They're being very diligent about things. Uh, I know, again, I have my gloves on. I'm, I'm not concerned about a mask because uh, that's, 
generally they say the mask is is only viable to prevent you from giving it to other people. If people want to wear the mask, I say have at it. You know, that's great. And I see it all the time. Uh, As long as the grocery stores are open and I feel comfortable doing it, then that's what I'll do. Besides, it gets me Mm -hmm. out and walking a little bit. And uh, the street. So there's that too. Uh, But But why why I say the population matters is because your odds in New York City, your odds of, your odds, excuse me, of getting too close to that one person that can give you virus are a lot better than when I walk into, or when I'm even going through my day-to-day. Closest anybody really gets to me is is the passenger seat of my car. Well, so that isn't six feet, but... Mm-mm. Okay, it's 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 still no, it is not six feet. No, I know, but it's 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 three and a half, four feet. Okay, you know, let, you know, let, I am I am in no danger. Oh, you think no so. danger whatsoever of somebody unless they lean forward in the seat and then start talking or whatever somehow. All right, spreading droplets. All right, John. So let's let's talk about how the virus moves and how it interacts with people. As of right now, they're saying this particular virus can live on inanimate objects for possibly days at a time. It can Mm -hmm. stay in the air as an aerosol for upwards of an hour, perhaps more. I'm saying an hour. I'm being conservative. Uh, So the fact that somebody doesn't have to be there anymore for you to get what they left behind. Now, does it live long on cardboard? They're saying it's it's very slim. So deliveries, you know, should be okay. But again, you've got these poor delivery folks out there. I had a delivery the other day. Yes, I had my uh I had my Mountain Dew delivered. I found a place that offered it in the uh packaging I like, so I ordered four cases of it. And the delivery Put guys the poor came. Four cases on back order. Oh, no, no, we're good. Anyway, <laughs> But I threw I threw them a couple of bucks. By the way, tip your delivery people. They're they're making it possible for you not to have to leave the house. Okay, look, doctors and nurses, first responders, they're all heroes right now. But so are the people out there making your are. food. All right, there's a lot of people. I am fortunate. I can stay here. I do not have to leave. I'm in a situation now. Uh. Yes, I am on unemployment right now, and yes, I will, I will get part of that package, and and I'm aware of that. Uh, and look, I want this all to end. I want to go back to work. I want to, you know, I've done, I've done months off at a time when I was sick, and three and a half months, man, it, it's that's uh no man, I I did it before. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> it's uh yeah i i i totally understand where you're coming from Ed. i don't want to i don't want to belittle on this because like i said you uh, you're in a situation right now where i would never want to be 
By the way, don't try to hightail it to uh, Rhode Island while you're at it. Yeah, yeah, not in my car. Yeah, if you've got New York plates, they're stopping you at the Rhode Island border. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what are we becoming here? What We're becoming a petrified nation is what we're becoming. People is... are, are petrified. And you know what? It could have been, a lot of it could have been avoided. Or you want to do that now? How about Trumpy? Well, you know, the thing, the fact of the matter is out of, out of every 100 people, present company included here, who speak about what's going on with the coronavirus, I'd say that probably 10 of them actually know what the hell they're talking about. I clearly Weird. don't know what I'm talking about. No, neither do I. But we are getting our information from all kinds of different sources. And like Ed said, not very many of them have an MD after their name. Nope. No, sir. No, sir. And so all I can do is, is go by from my perspective in middle, middle America. Listen, we have been lucky in Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota has had four deaths related to the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And I want to lay something, before we go any further here, I want to lay something on you here that I don't hear anybody talking about. Now, walk me through this here. Because I'm just an old yokel here that don't know shit from Shinola. So yeah, I wanna, you are. Uh, well, hey, it is what it is. A man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> so... First off, we all we all know, or at least I, from what I understand, COVID nineteen is a disease that primarily attacks the lungs. It's a respiratory disease, yes. Respiratory disease, right? So they're saying, you know, that you know, it isn't just the old folks that are pat that are that severely affected by this. Now we got thirty somethings. We got millennials that are getting that are getting it, and and uh, John, can I are in it, rough shape? I'm going to interrupt briefly. Uh, everybody, everybody's eligible for this disease. This this whole old young thing. Forget it. It's out the window. You got people. Young people are dying. Old people are dying. Everybody's dying. Doesn't matter who you are. And that's not meant to you directly. I'm talking about for the the general conversation. The the nation. Everybody. Some people are holding on to that, that, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm young. I won't get it. And that's not true. Go ahead, John. Ed, I apologize. Yes. Ed, the, uh, the odds are that probably over half the nation has what I'm I, talking about. I agree with you. What I'm talking about, what I'm talking about is how it affects people. Okay. What doesn't seem to be explained here is first off, what is one of the worst habits you could think of right now? Respiratory sy symptoms. Oh, smoking? Smoking and or vaping. Vaping. Listen, especially vaping, we've known about the effects of smoking. Could be one of the reasons why the older folks are, are getting hit hard by it, other than the uh, 
compromised immune systems and whatnot. But people that are in their 70s and 80s, Jesus Christ, they smoked like stacks back in that era. I, I was a two to three pack a day smoker for 40 years. I know yeah. my lungs are compromised because I can every day. I generally don't get the wind back that I did even when I was well when I was younger. And uh, I my my breathing is fine, but I go through these phases where, uh, well, especially now. Now it's hard because I'm not getting out. I'm not moving around as much as I normally would. I'm getting out. Once a day, and you know, I take a little walk around the neighborhood just to, but I'm not out for a full day moving about and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I can, I can feel the consequences of that. I'm not dying. I'm not about to drop dead or anything like that. But again, the the forty years of smoking. Yes, my lungs are probably are beautifully pink and gorgeous right now, but there was still some kind of lingering effect. And uh, now, obviously, the old folks, to my knowledge, probably aren't much into vaping. But I will, I I still think that enough isn't made of this. Again, I think the coronavirus is something that at some point in time, just about everybody's going to get, just going to get, I can't to 100%. I can't 100% guarantee that I either don't or didn't or I had, you know, didn't have it or have it now or whatever. I can't guarantee that. I don't know. I've been out in the public. I've been out in the public with sick people. That's right. You would have known if you um, had it. You would have been laid up for five, six days. Not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily because... Yes, I do. Uh, yes, I do have some heart issues. Yes, I do have type two diabetes. But I've never, other than the occasion, I shouldn't say never, because I loved my cigars back in the uh, mid nineties. Uh, and before that, yes, I I did partake in a little bit of uh, wacky tobacco. Shocking. You, you heard it here first. I even kids. inhaled. No. I even inhaled. Goofball. <laughs> if I, if but, I, if go ahead, I, I'll. For the most part, here, I'm not a, I'm not a smoker. Definitely not a vapor. I, I, I don't trust that shit. Uh. Can Can I point something out to you, by the way? That I, I kind of, yes. see, I see where you're going here. Yes, it would be wonderful if we get everybody to quit vaping and quit smoking. But as someone, let me tell you, a worldwide pandemic is not enough of an incentive to get somebody to quit smoking. Yeah, no doubt. No, I'm here to tell you. I would love to have a cigarette right now. I don't even have the, the urge to have a cigarette. But that's what used to calm me in these things. Just the whole... It's a routine that you're familiar with, okay? And I've said it before, I'll say it again. I always knew I needed to quit smoking. It wasn't until I wanted to quit smoking. And I promise you that for all the people out there who tell me they quit on their own, they put the cigarettes down one day, and that was that, I say bravo. I think about 90% of you are full of beans 
because it's difficult. Uh, some of you did, but some of you are just anyway. Hey, they're better than everybody else. You know, they're I better. did that without any. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but for the most part, smokers and people addicted to nicotine, by the way, vaping is nicotine. Granted, you don't have all the other chemicals that are involved in cigarette smoking, but it's the nicotine, and nicotine is the addictive part. Okay, make no mistake about it. These vape, these vaping cigarettes, these e-cigarettes, whatever it is we call them these days, that's the idea is to get you hooked on it, just like the tobacco companies did. Okay, make no mistake about that. And you're not going to get these people to quit. And by the way, there are a lot of people over the age of 50 who are vaping. Is it better than cigarettes? Yes. Should they not be doing it? I don't it know all? that it is. It is. I don't know that it is. I promise you it you is. Are, you are sucking are sucking an unknown chemical. Do we really know what's in these what's in juice? Do you want to know you want to would you like a little taste of what's in a cigarette? Oh, I I know what's in a cigarette. I those stuff Arsenic is in a cigarette. By the way, uh, one of my favorites uh, is the same chemical they use in fire extinguishers. Seems there was a rash years ago, people falling asleep while smoking. So they started adding this other chemical along with the other couple of thousand that they have in a, in a tobacco product. The same thing that would retard a fire. So you had to, if you didn't take a drag on a cigarette, it would eventually put itself out. Self out, yeah. So you had to drag harder. So now you're just sucking in all this stuff. Uh, believe me, vaping's not good, but it's a far sight better than uh, than cigarettes. And uh, well, what the, the only thing is is that either way, you have compromised your lungs. Maybe also the fact that maybe you lived in an area like Los Angeles where for the longest time in your life you were sucking in carbon monoxide. Lungs were definitely, you know, and even New York City for that matter. I mean, air quality isn't exactly the greatest there. But we've uh, got to we've got to get away from. It's only the big cities are a threat. Again, uh, Albany, Georgia, they have a massive outbreak now, and they're literally in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Okay. How now? Let me ask you this though. Sure. How many? How many deaths? How many people are? Um trying to remember how many story. people well one's too many John. well what yeah no you're absolutely right one's too many what i'm saying is it isn't just compromised immune systems it isn't just people who uh have diabetes or who have uh, other underlying issues but look what you have done to your lungs well, sure. Smoking through vaping. And sure. the worst part about this is, Ed, is I have, I think I have heard it mentioned in a blip once about smoking. And I think it's a bigger factor, not about catching COVID-19, but about what it does to body, what it does to your lungs, your already compromised lungs. Oh, there's no question about that. It's an underlying condition. There's no question about that. Nobody nobody would deny that. If you're a smoker, nobody, you're in worse shape. Nobody's mentioning it. Nobody's mentioning it. That's that's my ask, that's my point. 
okay, uh, I'll go back to this. If if they came out right now, Dr. Fauci came out, stood on a roof and said, look, here's what we know. Cigarette smoking. If you were to quit smoking, uh, there's a 99% chance that you wouldn't get the virus. And if you have it, it will go away. I promise you, at best, at best, you get 40% of the people who quit smoking. At best. Oh, no, no, you're absolutely right in that. So what's the point? You're... What's the point in going on about Again, smoking is an addiction, all right? And again, I, I speak to this from experience. I still want a cigarette. My, I don't crave it anymore because of the, uh, because of the Chantix. It, 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 it's still doing its job seven years later. I don't think about smoking and all that, but I, as I've always said, if the end of the world is imminent, <laughs> I'm going to 7-Eleven and buying a carton. Smoke them if you got them. If, if they tell me today, asteroid coming, we're gone in a month, boom. Marlboro lights, please. Uh, I'd probably <laughs> drink myself into a stupor, and I'd have a cigar. I would drink, yourself, drink you into a stupor as well. So anyway, speaking of not bright people, uh, moving on a little slightly different topic. So earlier this week, they were discussing in the Senate uh, the stimulus bill and all that. And Representative, I'm not Representative, Senator John Kennedy, not that one. This is a deputy dog out of Louisiana. Actually said something I agree with, and I want to play that for you now. You know what the American people are thinking right now? They're thinking that the brain is an amazing organ. It starts working in a mother's womb, and it doesn't stop working until you get elected to Congress. You know what the American people are thinking right now, Mr. President? They're thinking that this country was founded by geniuses, but it's being run by a bunch of idiots. You know what the American people are thinking right now, Mr. President? They're thinking, why do the members of the United States Senate continue to double down on stupid? Uh, truer words have never been spoken on the Senate floor. I, I came across that piece of audio the other day, and I was just... And this is a guy I generally disagree with the fact that he exists, Okay. His mere existence on the planet offends me. But <laughs> you gotta give the man. And he has that, and he and and he has it with that beautiful. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> oh man, that is that is uh, it, yeah, clearly it's no laughing matter. But you know, look, we got we got to laugh a little bit here and there, kids and kittens, because got to laugh to keep from crying. That that is absolutely it. We we have something else. No, I gotta say and that. I'm sorry there about the whole uh, the whole southern. Like, sounds like I'm knocking those people from the south because you are. We quite know frankly, quite frankly, some of us people up here up north talk like rednecks too. Do you know what the difference is between northern girls and southern girls? Oh, I bet you're going to tell me. Well, northern girls say you can. Southern girls say y'all can. Send your cards and letters. 
Oh my goodness, they're coming to the radio TFI tower now with pitchforks and torches. Now this one is especially for you, John, because I know this is the other day before the vote on the stimulus package. Here here's your boy Bernie Sanders. And I think it's hilarious. And now I find that some of my Republican colleagues are very distressed. They're very upset. But somebody who's making 10, 12 bucks an hour might end up with a paycheck for four months more than they received last week. Oh, my God. The universe is collapsing. Imagine that. Somebody who's making 12 bucks an hour now, like the rest of us, faces an unprecedented economic crisis with the 600 bucks on top of their normal, their regular unemployment check might be making a few bucks more for four months. Oh, my word! Will the universe survive? How absurd and wrong is that? What kind of value system is that? Meanwhile, these very same folks had no problem a couple of years ago voting for a trillion dollars in tax breaks for billionaires and large profitable corporations. Not a problem. But when it comes to low-income workers in the midst of a terrible crisis, maybe some of them earning or having more money than they previously made. Oh, my word, we got to strip that out. We've got to tell those poor people that no matter what. And by the way, when this bill, when the McConnell bill first came up, unbelievably, and I know many Republicans objected to this, they were saying that, well, we want to give a, whatever it was, 1000 or 1200 bucks. But poor people should get less, you see, because poor people are down here. They don't deserve. They don't eat. They don't pay rent. They don't go to the doctor. They're somehow inferior because they're poor. We're going to give them less. Well, that was addressed. Now, everybody is going to get the $1,200. But some of my Republican friends still have not given up on the need to punish the poor and working people. You haven't raised the minimum wage in 10 years. Minimum wage should be at least 15 bucks an hour. You haven't done that. You've cut program after program after program, and now horror of horrors, for four months, workers might be earning a few bucks more than they otherwise went. Now, now picture Bernie Sanders. Tell me you can't picture him in the middle of a diner doing the same speech <laughs> because, <laughs> because, I don't know, his bagel wasn't buttered or something. It just... You know, but he's not wrong. The original version no. of the bill, I was shocked when I saw it. They said, well, if you made less than a certain amount, you'd get nothing. So, and again, it was like, okay, so the poor will have less. You know, why not just line them up, uh, have somebody lick them and let them die if, if that's where you, if that's where you are. I, I mean, uh, and again, this goes back to why we need to get rid of McConnell and, uh, 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 what's his name? The other Lindsay. one. That's the one. Miss Lindsay. Miss Lindsay. By the way, I have a question for you here. Do it quickly. Right now we have a, we have a stay at home order. Yes. What about the, what about the homeless? I hear Minneapolis is going to actually enforce that stay at home order. Well, I know you well, been... walk up to a homeless person. What, what home, what home would you like me to go to asshole? That's that. It's an that's issue. It. It's an issue. You know, and uh, you want to take us out, buddy boy? 
Yeah, well, we whipped through that first hour like it was hot butter. (laughs) All right, well, folks, we'll see you here on the other side with more stuff. found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Junk! 
Hi, this is Mike King. If you want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour, call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. And welcome back, kids and kittens. That was uh, Ray Stevens with Guitars and You found the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. I'm, I'm your old Uncle Ed Van Ness, and lo and behold, John Shannon has joined the party. Almost made it back in time. Almost. You were, you were right there. Right there, I even padded it out a bit for you. I, you were like a second away. If you had your headphones on a little, just a second sooner. Well, you know, that's what they say, a day late and a dollar. That's the story of my la- life for the last 57 years. That's why we love you, <laughs> sir. That's why we love you. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Hey, we got a couple other stories here that are somewhat related, if you will, to What's going on with the uh, coronavirus? This one here, you know, I know we try we try to use the second hour to be a little bit more lighthearted, but this one here kind of uh, it's in my craw here, and I'm sure you've heard this one about a uninsured 17 year old uh, male. I'm assuming male died after being denied care for uh, coronavirus symptoms. Uh, you hear that, about that one? I thought I heard that he died of in a heart Lancaster, attack. In Lancaster, California? I thought he died of a heart attack. Well, here's a story I have here. Um, and this was from yesterday. Uh, a teen in Lancaster, California died last, last week, yeah, from COVID-related complications. Uh, the boy... The, reported that a 17-year-old boy is thought to have been the first person under 18 to die from the disease in the U.S. As if the death of a youth, seemingly uh, young, seemingly healthy person wasn't harrowing enough, there is cause to believe that the youth was denied care for COVID because he did not have health insurance. So, Paraphrasing here, kid goes into a, not an emergency room, but an urgent care facility, which mm-hmm. supposedly we're all encouraged to do. We don't want to be running right to the emergency room. And the uh, turned down. They wouldn't see him because he didn't have insurance. So now they're not naming the young man, actually, not, uh, not totally... Uh, I don't blame him for this, you know, because he's still a minor, technically. Uh, And, you know, they don't want to mention the clinic he went to where he was denied service. We have, here in Minnesota, and I'm not saying that they even have these type of clinics out in California. We have a place uh, here, a couple of them, called the Urgency Room. Now, I know from firsthand experience, my uh, my oldest stepdaughter went to one of these places and she had a huge gash on her finger. They wouldn't even as much as give her a Band-Aid until, uh, until she could come up with either insurance or the money to pay for the service. Mm. They're a business. I'm sorry. 
healthcare is is not your there has to be at some point in time we're going to open up a healthcare facility to have some degree of responsibility to the public well it go, it's goes back to healthcare for all and by the way if this doesn't change the conversation i don't know what will but a very good point that's been made uh, in the past week is many people are saying well you know all these people that you know when you say Oh sure, healthcare tied to uh, to employment. Well, three point three million people are out of work this week on unemployment. Uh, what good would it would it do? Uh, by the way, as as always, I believe there is most definitely another side to that story. I don't believe we're getting all the details. Things do not happen in a vacuum. Knew that was going to be your next line. Well, I don't want to say that they just you know kicked him right out the door because he doesn't have insurance. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but there's got to be more to it than that. There's just got to be. Uh, I, hate, I hate to disagree with you, Ed, but I'm going to disagree with you. Just if for no other reason, I have a, there's a clinic basically in my backyard. Uh-huh. That is exactly how they operate. I don't doubt you know it. money, you know, or insurance. Do bad, Johnny. John, I'm not saying it didn't happen. All I'm saying is that I'd like to hear some more of the details. Okay. Now it's a tragedy. Maybe until Let's, that place is identified, maybe you know. Well, yeah, I'd love to hear their side of the story. But, we don't. Uh, we don't know what the place is. We don't know what their history was. We don't know that this kid doesn't have a history with them of going in there and creating problems. I'm not saying that's the truth, but I'm saying we don't know right now. You know, this is what this is the problem in this country. We get a lot of these, oh yeah, somebody treated somebody bad, but we don't know the details. There was a photograph last week or the week before of a guy standing in line at a Walmart or a Costco and he had the shopper cart full of full of toilet paper and he got he got Twitter shamed and all that. Turned out he was buying them for a for a convent or a nursing home or something like that. You know, you gotta you gotta they hear didn't need story. that many damn rolls either. Half well, of them poop and depends. Hey, moving away from, we're going to do something we usually do, but we don't usually do it here, and we're not going to do something we usually do, which we usually do here. Yeah, I'm pretty confused, too. Now, my Well, you're pretty confused. I am totally. (laughs) Now, my understanding is that the Wayback Machine puttered out down the road a little bit, and we're not going to be able to get it into the studio today. Is 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 that correct? Is that my understanding? That son of a bitch is on the back of a flat. Okay, so we we've rounded up a, a bunch of tweets of the week here. We're gonna we're gonna roll right through them now. Some of them are funny. Some of them are informative. Others are just what they are. Just there because they're there. They're there because they're there. Anyway, Rick Wilson at the Rick Wilson, and yes, that Rick Wilson tweeted earlier in the week. Donald Trump has not been able to golf since March eighth. The emergency is real. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Austra from at Austra talks. This is a very interesting point. If Jeff Bezos gave all 3.3 million people who've just applied for unemployment, $10,000, he would still have $80 billion. (laughs) By the way, Jeff Bezos has set up something online so people can contribute so that his employees can get a little extra money. Dude, you're like the richest guy in, in the universe. How many billions do you need? Keep one for yourself. 
Uh, yeah, let me do, let me let me donate my thousand dollar check. Right. God knows I don't need it. Right. That's right. So now uh, one of my favorite people that I follow, Angry Staffer, at Angry WH Staff. Again, follow this person. Uh, Dyson, you know Dyson from the vacuum cleaners. You've seen their commercials and uh, they suck. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you very, very much. Anyway, moving on from the guy who really shouldn't be doing funny stuff. Uh, Dyson designed a ventilator in 10 days. Now they're making 15,000 of them for the uh, United Kingdom government. They'll start shipping early in April. That's quick work. Good news to hear. That's, uh, you know. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, John Cipher at John underscore Cipher, S-I-P-H-E-R, tweets this. You can lead a president to intelligence, but you can't make him think. Oh. Uh, Spencer Noon. Uh, this is referring to Airbnb, which, by the way, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of watching them fall apart. Uh, he says, watch the real estate market. My neighbor is an Airbnb super host. She is on forums with other hosts. Many of them have 10 plus mortgages. Zero guests are booking their properties. They're running out of cash. There's a story I read. Uh, a fellow talked about a relative of his who has 20, rents 20 properties. Uh, his rent is like combined $50,000 a month. Well, now he's got, he's, uh, he ended that with, I don't have it in front of me. Well, now there's 20 plus landlords that are going to find out what this guy's actually been doing with these properties, with these rental units. I am so glad to see Airbnb. And by the way, they're leaving their people hanging out to dry as well. Uh, sure. And this is from Kalein Hogan, a, a fine Irish name, at C-A-E-L-A-I-N-N-H. Uh, I know I butchered the first name a bit there. But they say, I'm pretty sure it's a female, but I don't want to say for sure. Ireland has just effectively nationalized its health service in response to the pandemic. Private hospitals are being taken over. Everyone is now promised equal access to treatment, regardless of insurance. A massive change. There should be no going back from this. I could not agree more. If we don't, if we don't see massive change... At the end of this, I, 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 it would have all been in vain. It would have all been in vain. Uh, Vina Dubal tweets this. Let me explain why Uber and Lyft have been getting government bailouts since day one. By not paying workers the minimum wage, they put full-time workers into poverty. Taxpayers then essentially subsidize driver wages. Oh, by the way, we're going to be talking about Dara the K writing a letter to Trumpy. Oh, oh you got to help us. We're going to get to that. Uh, Aunt Krabby at Dear Aunt Krabby. And by the way, you need to follow Dear Aunt Krabby. I follow. I love Dear Aunt Krabby. Dear Aunt Krabby. She actually right? follows me back. Oh, there you go. There you go. Liberty University students to return to campus amid coronavirus outbreak. So, 5,000 students, and even if one brings the virus back to campus, everyone will eventually be exposed. A cool social experiment using truck. Trump's MAGA tees. Maggots. Their choice, huh? It's not wrong. And uh, let's see. We got a couple more here. We got a couple more. Uh, Joanna Killian at Surrey Chef 
chief exec, excuse me, sorry, chief exec. And, and this, I love this. And I, I, I mentioned this tweet earlier in the week. Let's be clear again. The virus does not spread. You spread it. Stay at home. Hospitals are not the solution. They are the war zone. Only you can defeat, defeat this disease. Stay at home. This is not flu. There is no cure. Stay at home. People are dying. Stay at home. That not only gets a tweet, that gets a clap, too. Give it a clap, Ed. Oh, by the way, and here's, the, yeah, I, I do have the, uh, uh, at, at Taint Burner is the other story I was talking about with the 20 plus properties, uh, relative of mine. I'm not going to read it. You, you got the gist of it. Uh, and Travis Allen at Travis Allen 02 breaking president Trump has sent a letter offering assistance to Kim Jong-un and North Korea in their fight against coronavirus. This will mark the first official country that Trump has actually helped in the fight against coronavirus. <sighs> and finally, Finally, Randy Mayam Singer, at R. Mayam Singer, tweeted this. So weird how New York Governor Cuomo only gives useful and true information. And when he's done, there's no parade of sycophants to praise what a great job he's doing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your tweets of the week. Uh, yeah, the North Korea thing. I, 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 I just I couldn't believe that when I when I read that. And not just from that tweet. That actually made Well how do we know that he actually has followed through with any of that though? Well, we don't know what he's done, but just the mere fact that that's the first country officially he's offered help to. You mean to tell me there's no other countries that we could help that aren't killing their own citizens on a daily basis, that don't kill their own relatives? Believe me, this is, he, he's, he's, it's his uh, strongman love affair that he has with all these, uh, with Putin and, and, and the rest of them. Hey, you know what? I, I need a little bit of a pal, I need a little bit of a palate cleanser here as far as all this, uh, all the bullshit and bad news and whatnot that's coming out. I want to lay a little bit of good news on you. The good news is wonderful. We want to hear good news. W. Kent Taylor, the co-founder and CEO of Texas Roadhouse, giving up his bonus and base salary this year to pay his chains workers during the coronavirus pandemic. A spokesman for the company confirmed reports to The Hill on Thursday that Taylor will be redirecting his bonus and the base salary he would have received from March 18th January 7th of 2021, pockets of his chain's frontline worker. Um, and have I, I, I'm assuming they don't have any Texas roadhouses in the gin there in New York. I'm not familiar with the chain, and I don't recall seeing them in Florida. Uh, so uh, I know there's a roadhouse. No, no, no. I'm thinking of something else. But good. It's, prob- it's a regional chain. That's the name of it. Doesn't necessarily mean they're only in Texas. But well, no, for- they're not. They've got. Uh, well, they had one in Minnesota, and they just opened a, a second one up here, a little closer. Minnesota. 
I love saying that. Telling you, one of the... <laughs> now, if you've got an appetite, let's say, hey, Kent Taylor is, uh, uh, excuse me, the CEO here of, of uh, Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, W. Kent Taylor. He's doing some good. I'm going to do a little advertising for him here. There you go. The, if you can if you can stand the yippee Kaye atmosphere, including blaring country music in the background, you can have one of the most delicious steak dinners find. So you've 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 uh, been to there. Oh, their oh I have been to Texas Road. Yes, oh, okay. absolutely. Good. The if ones have- that they have down in Texas, they do it a little different up here in Minnesota, but the ones they do down in Texas you actually have the option of picking your side of beef out of the little butcher counter. Right. That's the one that'll go get slapped on the grill for you. And I swear to God, they've got one in there. That's, I believe it's 28 ounces. Oh my God. Now that, Oh, now that was back in the day. I had one of those back in the day when I could probably consume that much, but man, that's a lot of cow. That is a, that's a side of fricking beef. dude. That's uh <laughs> Well, good. Oh, good for goodness. them. That's uh, that that that's good news. We like to hear that. That's uh, you know, look, everybody's got to help. Some. I go back to that tweet about Bezos. You know, he's got more money than he'll ever actually use. Okay, he needs. Well, on a just generally, he needs to start paying his people more, and especially now, hey. now that everybody's dependent on delivery. He needs to be upping people's salaries. Take it out of his own pocket. You've got, you've got, you're the richest man on the planet. You can give away $50 billion and it doesn't hurt you. You're never going to spend it all. But by the way, uh, also, uh, pardon me. I understand that Drew Brees has made a $5 million contribution Virus victims in Louisiana. Yes, yes, he has. Just became my favorite quarterback. Well, I got, I've got one or two more, actually three more bits of audio, as it as it pertains to uh, to at, at home here stuff. So, uh, tens, portends, P O R T N D S. Look it up. So we're oh, so wow. so we're, wow. <laughs> he said his patience running thin. <laughs> Here's Trump on the mortality rate. Because it was a great fear. And a lot of good things are happening. The, the mortality rate is, at a, in my opinion, you'll have to speak to Deborah, Tony, all of the others. But in my opinion, uh, it's way, way down. And that takes a lot of fear out. You know, it's one thing to have it. It's another thing to die. All right, nitwit. A mortality rate is not a question of opinion. I don't care what your opinion on the mortality rate is. It's a that's an issue of fact. It's either down or it's not. I believe my opinion. It's doing pretty good. Yeah. Well, in your opinion, uh, I I just I feel the need to get that out into the universe because mm-hmm. uh, again to 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 again highlight what it is we're dealing with. And I'm going to go right into uh, our second shot. Very rarely do we have two shots with uh, Miss Lindsay. It's a special day. 
Here's Miss Lindsay talking about nurses and medical workers uh, and how they, they would game the system on this stimulus package. You're a nurse, aide, making 15 or $16 an hour. You're on the front lines here. A lot of doctor's offices are going to have to roll back because elective surgery is no longer a source of income for a bunch of doctors. So you're going to have all these well-trained nurses that are going to make $24 an hour on unemployment. You're literally incentivizing taking people out of the workforce at a time when we need critical infrastructure supplied with workers. He's an idiot. Love to just slap that guy with a cast iron pan. Now, are there some medical people who, after working in a doctor's office for years, blah, 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 would not take advantage of exactly the situation he just described? I'm sure there are. Not take advantage, but hey, I got laid off. Uh, I'm going to kick back. But on the other hand, I would say the overwhelming majority, and in my opinion, in my opinion, I'm going to say 99% of laid-off medical workers would find their way to a local hospital or someplace somewhere else, to help. somewhere to help. Because guess what? They're getting paid. That problem is solved. And again, it goes back to what Bernie said earlier. Heaven forbid they should make a couple extra bucks at this time. Look, considering some of them are, are working, God, about damn near around the clock. Yeah. Got enough time to take a 20-minute nap, and that's pretty much about it. So I've got one more piece I want to play. This is from an act, actor, Michael Rappaport. You'll recognize before you, this Before voice. you do that. All right, go ahead. Before you do that, just one more thing there on Miss yeah. Lindsay. Oh, by all means. How long has he been in uh, how long has he been in the Senate? Too long? Other than too long. Hey, I, I, that was the obvious answer. <laughs> you walked I was into hoping it. for a number. Uh, I could find out, but uh, Okay. Well, in that tenure, it's been a while obviously. In that tenure, do you think he's not gamed the system at least once or twice? Oh, I uh, that goes along with something I said the other day, which was, uh, let's see, uh, he's been a senator since 2003. And I think he was in, uh, in the House before that, but I, I, that, that's just a quick, yeah, he was, uh, he was in the House been since 1995, so, so do your math. So 25 years. Uh, but yeah, uh, him and, him and Mitch... And the rest of them are all walking out wealthier than they walked in. Do they sweat the rent? No, they do not. No, they do not. Ugh, it's, it's easy. And it's got something that I have uh, said for a long, long time. It's very easy for haves sit and knock what the have-nots are suddenly getting. Let them eat cake a whole lot different than uh, history well that's that's you know the the famous marie antoinette thing she was right. told oh oh the the peasants have run out of bread okay let them eat cake so all right let me play this this bit here michael rapaport who i sometimes i believe is a a little outlandish a little over the top uh i i had to do some serious some serious bleeping on this thing, but I felt he is, uh, 
He's speaking for many of us. And the frustration definitely comes through. Fuck pig, the real people want to get back to work ASAP. You never worked a fucking day in your life. You're worried about the next four years. You need to be worried about the next four days, motherfucker. You need to be worried about the next four weeks, the next four months, you motherfucker. You are the worst possible motherfucker we could have in power making decisions, decisions right now. The real people want to get back to work. Why don't you send your fucking son, Dick Stain Donald Trump Jr., big tooth fucking Eric Trump, little fucking Baron, fucking Ivanka, Junkyard Jared. Let them go out there and test the fucking waters. Let them see if shit is sweet. Let them take the cars, the trains, the buses, the Amtraks. Let them play in the park and everything's good. If everything's good after five days of them playing out there in the streets, we'll all go back there. You want to make the American people guinea pigs so you could get reelected? You fucking clown. And people, if you fall for this shit, shame on you. If you still fall for this shit, shame on you. This guy doesn't give a about anybody but himself. He's talking about the next four years. Motherfucker, we're trying to figure out what to do with the next four hours, you fucking pimp, you con man, you two-bit, good-for-nothing pimp. I'd say he... I uh, said it any better myself. Well, that's that's why I, uh, I procured it. And again, it took some of Dr. Ed's best surgery to make that... And I left some things now, how in is it that you... I was going to say, how is it that you left some things in there? Oh, for oh, he dropped a couple F-bombs. We got to bleep them F-bombs, buddy. He got it, shit, piss, cocksucker, motherfucker. Easy, easy. Hey, come on, come on, come on, come on now. Come on. You, you, you know where I stand on this. I don't believe that's appropriate for the air. I, I mean, Shaky it, ground. I mean, there. Uh, honestly, I was exhausted. <laughs> I had already done enough cutting. I looked at it. I listened to it. I wanted to air it. I said, well, we'll take out the, the hard syllables. And that's what it is. It's the hard syllables. That CK, man. That CK. You just, that's what makes It just that, reaches out there and grabs you by the throat. It does. And that's why that word hurts more than the word for poop. Okay? I could have bleeped that as well. I was actually getting pretty good at it, to be quite honest. Uh, I was I was able to just take out the one half of a syllable that... Anyway, so yes, Mr. Rappaport, I think he expressed in a calm, rational way how many of us are feeling. And he's not oh. wrong. He's not wrong about the people no, he's who... he's not wrong. Who, who, ...who don't see the problems here. Uh, right, oh. right now, I need a leader in there. I do not need you doing your uh, your rallies every day. And by the way, a couple of the networks had said earlier in the week they were going to stop covering these. You know, once he told the first lie that they were going to cut away from them, they haven't. But that's what needs. I was going to gonna say that would that would allow for about ten seconds of footage. Right. Uh, I think it was NBC and CNN earlier in the week had said they were going to cut away at the first lie. And come back, you know, after he was off, you know, come back for the medical people and, and all that, which really is what should be doing. Uh, e either Trump or Prent Pence, by the way, uh, should be doing nothing more than saying, uh, good afternoon, Americans. 
uh, here's Dr. Fauci. Oh, by the way, and also Trump is is doing his little power move every day. Five o'clock briefing scheduled. He shows up at 6.15. That's his move to keep everybody waiting. Because, well, you know, I got to tell you something, Ed. What's that? Our governor, Governor uh, Walls, um, he conducts a, he's actually in quarantine himself. He's in contact with somebody that has or had the virus. Yeah, so he's in quarantine at home and he's doing this uh, via a teleconference. Every every day about two o'clock our time, he gives us a, an update. He gives us a chart. He shows the facts. He opens it up to questions, and it is the most for being a teleconference. It's the most civil organized press conference I think I've ever heard. Hmm. I got a phone call last. Yeah, none of. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's it's like everybody waits their turn. You have a kind of a moderator in there that picks up the next person in the it's in the uh, teleconference ask their question he gives the answer there's none none of this spitballing there's none of this uh, extra bs that's coming along he doesn't criticize the federal government for what they not be doing right i got a i got a phone call last night uh from the city of fort lauderdale Turned out it was a it was a teleconference. All the citizens of Fort Lauderdale. It was the mayor on there. People were asking questions. Now I get the phone call obviously because I still have my my Broward County area code. As far as they're concerned, I'm still a citizen down there. I listened for a little while, and it was you know it it was orderly. It was the mayor answered questions. He answered them. Uh, There's an issue with a cruise ship. A couple of cruise ships coming in. On one of the ships, four people have already died from it. And the mayor is saying, well, we don't really want that boat here. Uh, one woman who lives in the, uh, she was the first question. She lives in uh, what's known as the Harbor Beach section. It's right there by the port. Quite frankly, I promise you, she is far enough away from that port. Uh, you can see it from her house, but you are still a solid half a mile away. Uh and, you know, she's concerned about it, and people were concerned about other things. I listened for about 15 minutes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, these things can be done civilly, and, and you know, we people need to be calmed right now. People need to be reassured. I don't need to hear about, oh, by the way, he was actually very, Trump was actually very somewhat kind to the media yesterday. Oh, I usually, yeah, yeah, John, John, calm down. 911 may take a couple hours. I I think. Yeah, well, your your audio is cutting in and out. Your audio is cutting in and out. Well, that's because I was, is it still cutting in and out? No, you're fine. By the way. It was the bit, Ed. I'm sorry. okay, Okay. By the way, here in New York. Uh, the other day, they set a record for most 911 calls, uh, per- surpassed uh, September 11, 2001. The next day, they beat that record. Now, quite frankly, I don't know why people are calling 911 all of a sudden. Uh, most of it is going to be s- silly stuff, but 
you're, you're, you're eating up resources, kids and kittens. Uh, if you have a fever, lie down, okay? Lie down. Going to the hospital isn't going to help you right now. Talk to your doctor. We got a little, uh, we, we want to touch a little bit more on Uber, and boy, I would love to touch them. Uh, here's here's Dara the K when asked about having his kids ride an Uber right in these days. Would you put your kids in an Uber right now? Well, I think this these are deeply personal decisions, and it, de- it depends on the circumstance. So I think you can have a global answer for that. Uh, I live in San Francisco, um, and today I wouldn't put uh, my kids in an Uber. But you'd let a lot of other people get in. You'd let a lot of other people get in. Well, uh, how yeah. old is his kids? What does it matter? Well, because if they're under 18, they're not supposed to be in the Uber to begin with. That aside, in other words, I'm not going to take a risk with my family, but I encourage you to use the service. That's what he's saying. Uh, I got a couple of articles here. Uh, basically, uh, de- dealing with this. But what it boils down to is that neither Uber or Lyft are doing anything for their drivers. They're talking a good game, but but they won't give specifics. Uh, and, and you know what? They should both rot and go to hell. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I had two I had two pages of articles that I was going to delve into. <coughs> Excuse. Oh, by me. the way, while you were on that topic, I just want to tell you what. Uh, our particular company is doing for the immediate time being they have cut hours excuse me hour it's not an hour it's not 24 hours they are cutting the driver's service fees in half yes a lot of cab companies are doing that now that's specifically there's a specific of what one company you said there are other companies that are doing that yes there are specifics for you. Okay, Dara the K, tell us specifically, what the hell are you doing for your Uber drivers? They're not going to tell us specifically. I, hey, I, hey, listen, I still get emails from both Uber and Lyft. I'm still technically on their platforms. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen any specifics. You haven't sent me an email or a text or anything like that telling me what you're going to do. And they won't. And I don't expect them to. From what I've been reading in uh, my on, on UberPeople.net and other places, uh, when you first con- Uber says if you've been ordered, if you've tested positive, or if you've been ordered to shut down in your particular city or whatnot, they will uh, get you 14 days of pay. But apparently, nobody has met all the criteria needed. And of course, nobody ever will. Because so in other words, you'll get $50. You won't get that because you'll email them. You'll get the robotic cut and paste responses and they'll string you out for a couple days with that. And then they'll stop replying to you at all. You'll call, you can call them. You'll get somebody to answer the phone. They're going to say, well, I can't escalate it any higher than, than me. There's nobody else to talk to. And then they just leave you sitting there. They there's they don't need you. 
They don't own the car. They don't, you know, they have, there's no incentive for them to help you. Yeah, for a PR thing, maybe they, look, he's out begging Trump for money right now. I don't know why. Uh, just in California alone, you were able to put $30 million aside to fight your drivers. Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash each kicked in $30 million for a total of, uh, they got 110 I forget. It started out as 90 now it's $110 million in a slush fund uh, for legal expenses. Why not take that money and distribute it amongst your drivers in California? Oh, no. We need that money to fight our drivers to make sure we keep them down. So please, please, if I, I will be shocked if Uber and Lyft survive all this. Airbnb is going to be gone because nobody's traveling. And I have no sympathy for those for the people that host those things. You're in a legal hotel, okay? And I, I am gleeful that people with tenant multiple properties, super hosts as they're called, I am gleeful that they're about to lose their collective asses. Because guess what? Now you got to come up with rent for 10, 15, 20 properties. You know what? And if I'm the landlord and I find out this is what you've been doing with, with my properties, oh, I don't care about any pandemic. I'll, I need to get paid. I need to get paid. Now, if it's a family of four that's been living in my building for 15 years, we'll deal with it at the, you know, at the end. And a lot of people are doing that. A lot of, pe a lot of folks are doing that, which is fantastic. Uh, but as far as the Airbnb house, screw you. Screw you. You, you. you know better. You're exactly Uber. It's the same model. It's the same exact model. Ignore the laws. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And, and believe me, you want to see something? Well, maybe not now. Now it's a little late. I'm sure you can get some good deals on an Airbnb. Uh, but some of the rates were outrageous. A couple of years ago when I was coming up here for a family function, coming here to New York, I should say, just for, as I was planning it, just for kicks, I thought, well, let me look at Airbnb. Let me see. There was one person offering an apartment, or I'm sorry, a sofa. No, uh, yeah, something like that. A small, tiny place for like 200 bucks a day. And if, wait, 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 it gets better. On the top floor of a five-story walk-up. And let me tell you, I grew up in those buildings, okay? I lived n never higher than the second floor. My cousin, my cousins lived on the third floor of the building next to us. And that seemed like forever. I had a buddy who lived on the fifth floor of one of those buildings. That really seemed like forever to get up there. Now, now imagine carrying luggage and being a little older and, you know, I'm not 12 anymore. I can't bound up you know, two steps at a time, 200 bucks a day for that. I'm like, what are you, I, you know what? Screw y'all. Screw y'all. You, 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 you went against the rules. You said, well, you know, screw your stinking rules. And to all the people that have lost deposits on an Airbnb serves you right. Serves you right. Okay. People don't want to follow the, the laws. Laws are there for you. Okay. For a reason, yeah. I'm just going to say. The regulations and, for a reason. The rules and regulations are there for a reason. Because people like you got screwed years ago. <coughs> Excuse me. 
that's not what you think it is. It's, uh, that's my, no, I was going to make a very tasteless joke there. And I, I can, I, I'm proud of myself. I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, I am, I am drained here. What else we got, John? What else would, would we like to talk about today? I'm not hearing you at all. Sorry. And you probably hear me now, right? I can hear you now. Had my water jug in my hand. I understand. Y'all know how Ed feels about my water jugs. So well, go ahead. Make the keep that silenced. Make, make the sound. Make, make the sound with the ice. Screw it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Take a... You can't hear it now. Well, good. There's actually a tweet out, ABC News. And, and I'm assuming, as it doesn't say specifically here, but this goes back to what I was saying earlier. ABC News. The city's uh, density has helped the spread of the virus, according to health experts. There are 27,000 people per square mile, the densest metropolitan area in the U.S. And I would, I, I'm, he doesn't say in the tweet, but I'm assuming they're talking about city. Well, it could also be Tokyo. It could be Mexico City. Okay, it did say the the densest metropolitan area in the U.S. Right, Mexico City. <laughs> it's only fifteen minutes. Our days. Man. Where's that? Where's that? Uh, where's that Twitter? That Twitter uh, feed that has those nice landscapes here and. Yeah, well, I I want to get off. I'm this turning topic. to it. Yeah, what was that all about last week? Now, now, hang on, kids and kittens. So one night, I, I think it was last week, one night last week, or maybe it was this past week, uh, after one of the night shows. And by the way, we're having a grand old time doing that. We're playing music. We're talking about old stuff. It's uh, We'd really love to have you join us. But anyway, so I'm, I'm working away here feverishly in the home office. Uh, you know, John just flips off the machine and, that's it. He's done. I have to update. I have to edit the show. I have to, I have a lot of things to do, which I enjoy doing. I do it for you. And remember that when the divorce happens, I was the one that did it for you, not him. So I, my phone goes off and there's a tweet there and it says, I need this after an hour and a half. By the way, he wasn't even here for the whole show. I need this after an hour and a half with, at TFI Taxi, back when I was still TFI Taxi. And what was the site, John? Tell us all about that 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 account. I don't. I don't. You what? Don't even remember the name of the account. Yeah, you do. Well, tell us about the account. Oh, it was. Uh, they had about. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's fairly new. Fairly new uh, Twitter. Uh, Fairly new to Twitter, let's put it that way. They add up a couple dozen images, very beautiful, especially if you were watching, looking at on a large screen. Serene, is that a word you would use? Very serene, yeah. I think that would be a great word. Relaxing. It was just like I submerged myself in a wonderful lavender-scented uh, deep 
tub and I was just able to close my eyes, I asked, <laughs> And you needed this because of me. Hey, listen, you and I, you and I have a mutual agreement. Sometimes, there are sometimes you and I can get on each other's nerves just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Folks, folks, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's worse than marriage. That's because I keep showing up every week, no matter what you do. Yeah. So anyway, in our oh, limit. Hey, hey, what? Hey, how much time we got left here? We got, got about, about twelve minutes. Ten minutes. We got ten minutes. Well, one of our one of the things we were talking about on on Thursday was the uh, one of the things that we asked if you remembered. That was the 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 forty five RPM records. That is correct. And I sent Ed a link. A text from uh, it answered the question we posed. Why is the hole on a forty-five RPM record so big? And uh, let me read it to you as best as I possibly can. And I, I can sum I it up. I apologize if I, I trip. I can sum it up if you like. Oh, you you did actually read this. I, I did actually read this. The reason is RCA. It was a proprietary thing. So, RCA, which was producing records and phonographs, had introduced a phonograph that you could stack the the wider. They were the only ones that had it. Nobody else could use it. So, people that bought these records had to play would be more inclined to play them on the RCA machine. Now, eventually, the adapter came out, which. Uh, You've all seen. If I had to explain to you what a forty-five record adapter is, then you've never, you've never had to put one in there and snap it in and, and and all that. And you've never put a, if you've ever put a penny. On on the needle, on the arm, of a record player, then you know exactly the adapter we're referring to. If you ever had to tape that penny, to to the uh, playing arm. Of a record player, but yeah, so it was, it was actually a proprietary thing. It was a, it was a design, purposely designed that way. And to get uh, when you wanted to play the other forty fives that weren't that didn't have the small spindle, had to stick this little plastic piece into. 45 into the hole of the 45 to get it to play. Right, that's what I was now. Eventually, though, they also came up with another way to be able to pay, play the 45s. They actually put a round I cylinder, describe it, but it basic, yeah, it basically fit over the top of your spindle. Yep, on the, on the machine that played the it sure did, and uh. Were the days? Excuse me. Those were the days. Have you ever had, by the way, a console stereo? Uh, I know what you're talking about. The piece of furniture. My grandparents yes. had. My grandparents had it. 
We loved playing with that thing. I'm telling you, the sound came out of those. It's nothing that quite, even even in today's digital age, the sound that come out of those, those big, cumbersome, 600-pound mm-hmm. council stereo piece of furniture. Console. Console, excuse me. Uh, no, it, it, the, the second, the, the sound out of that was unbelievably great. It sounded rich. It sounded deep. Well, you had larger speakers. You had a lot more was put into it than your portable record player. Like I said, that my sister had, you know, uh, and with enough. And you extent- didn't even necessarily even have to mess with a uh, with an equalizer in a lot of those. Yeah, it's nobody got that. I remember it's got that deep quality sound. I remember we had a small console. It was in this beach house we rented. We used to go to the New Jersey Shore when I was a kid. Uh, we'd go there for a month. Uh, the old man would drive back and forth on the weekends, but. We were there for a month, and this one house we rented, we rented it for a couple of summers. A nice big house. Bigger than the place we lived in. <laughs> but uh, but I seem to remember it happened there. It was, a, it was a console. It was the first place I ever listened to an FM radio station. Now, bearing in mind, kids and kittens, in the 60s, nobody listened to FM. It wasn't a thing. I think they played classical music. Maybe that was what you heard. And then eventually the the uh, the more expensive experimental rock and roll stations went to FM. But if you were playing the hits, you were on AM, baby. Longer reach, bigger signal, and, and everything that goes with that. And someday we can talk about uh, AM and FM radio signals. But I remember hearing whatever it was I heard, whatever was playing. And I was like, holy smokes. That sounds different, but we all thought FM was bad, you know. Nah, no, FM, it'll never catch on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I I am happy that, that some days now there was a, a trend of talk stations being on, a, on FM because it was so, it's much clearer, richer sound. Uh, yes, FM is great for, for music, of course, but I mean... The sound of an AM talk station, scratchy. I mean, we sound better than than your old AM, even some current AM stations today, depending on where you are. And we're working off of, uh, you know, well, we're working off modern technology, really. All free. Have you ever, have you ever tried to listen to an AM radio station give a weather forecast, especially severe weather during a thunderstorm? It's not easy. Be listen, you listen to your favorite AM radio station trying to get, you know, hey, where's the tornado? Well, geez, huh? It is actually, it is. <laughs> it's closer than you think. I will say yeah, this. Exactly. I, I will say this, though. The beauty of AM is on a clear night when the signals are traveling, and I've experienced this, you can pick up stations from a thousand miles away. And, yeah. it is, and it is so interesting to be in, you know, Ohio and picking up stuff out of the Carolinas, et cetera, et cetera. You know, 
Wolfman Jack made his name broadcasting out of a station just over the border into Mexico that put out, I don't know, there was 100,000 watts, much stronger than any U.S. station could. And people at night could hear him as far away as, he was just south of Texas. Uh, they, he could be heard almost throughout the whole nation. Not always clearly, but, you know, he had a, he had a night, the nighttime signal was outrageous. Uh, have you ever experienced a daytime station? Welcome, welcome, uh, welcome to the sound of Mexico, the voice of Mexico. Yeah. This is the Wolfman. <laughs> I can't do Wolfman Jack to save my ass. <laughs> it's the Wolfman. Uh, anyway, you still have stations out there that are daytime only. Yeah. And they shut down at, at sundown. When the sun goes down, that's when that, because they interfere with other stations on the same frequency. Called Clear Channel. Clear Channel. There's a whole company called Clear Channel. And by the way... Not not to be confused with the company Clear Channel, but well, yeah, that's what... Uh, well, do you know why they're called Clear yeah. Channel? Because there are no other... There are no other state... And they shut down, like you just mentioned, they shut down the one-watt wonders but all the clear the way for the... All their stations are Clear Channel stations. Right. Oh, you mean the all the... What you what you're what you what you're saying is is that all the uh, clear channel stations by by name are clear channels. Are stations. clear channels? Yes, yes. One of the biggest is that I didn't of, know that. Yeah, one of the biggest here in New York, seventy-seven WABC. Uh, WABC. We have WCC. We have WCCO here in Twin Cities, which isn't isn't owned by Clear Channel, but. Uh, they call it the 50,000 watt blowtorch. 50,000 watts of power. I got to get some of those air chips yeah. and play them someday. That's, uh, that's that would be, be fun. That, that's going to be a hoot and a holler. That's There's no question about it. Uh, but yeah, but WABC, it's probably still on a clear night from New York. You can hear that out into the middle of the country, maybe as far as the Rockies. I'll have you know, to one of these days. Seven. What are what is there? What are they? Seven seventy or seven seventy. I'll have to. I'll have to remember to try to tune into that. Seventy-seven WABC. Now that actually no, that was WNBC six sixty AM. That's that's the station Imus was on. Howard Stern when he first got here, and uh, and all that good stuff, all that goodness. Oh my goodness! So before we get going, we still got a minute here. Before we get going here, no, we don't. Uh, hey, kids and kittens, just remember: join us, join us Monday through Thursday night for as long as this uh, stay-at-home thing lasts. We're going to be on there every night, playing music, having some laughs, talking about silly stuff. John, well, we better be getting some uh, start seeing some money because it does. This doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. So. All right, well, until Monday, I guess. This is John Shannon from the Northern Command Center in Egan, Minnesota. Adios. See ya!